will break your ass in half, you little shithead. Yep. The genesis of Magilla Cuddy. Boys are back in the saddle on a different platform. So the Atomic Drop Show rides again on YouTube. Did you miss me? Oh, how I have missed you. You can talk a little wrestling with us by calling 803-369-3537. You're going to give me what I want. I've been asking for it for years. And now here are your hosts, Justin Time and Kyle Cruz. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Hey, we're live. Yeah, I just lost connection there for a moment. That was exciting. <laughs> so I wrote out everything I was going to say, and everything all I heard was whoop, 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 whoop. And I was like, oh, no. Well. So that's cool. You still want to do that fancy Still working intro? the bugs out on episode four. Yeah, you still want to do that fancy no. intro? No. No, 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 no. I have to go for it the next time, huh? Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll have another surprise episode somewhere. That's, wait a minute. See? What's happening there? I don't know, but we're still alive. Hey, hey, you know what? If if we are live, all right. The way we go here on episode number four on YouTube. I am your amazing handsome and also cheerful infused host just in time and alongside me all the way out in sunny orlando florida is my co-host kyle cruz kyle how you doing uh, i'm doing well i'm not quite sure if we are live after all but in case we are welcome welcome to the show uh it is um it is a uh, weird time we have gone through all the news yesterday and stuff but um uh just you know i don't want to start off super somber um but it was a crappy day yesterday and it's a crappy day today i totally wholeheartedly agree on that it's it's uh still taking some time to digest everything that's uh, been happening yeah um it's yeah um i don't really know know what to say or how to address it other than just the reality of the situation um as you as you viewers can see um howard finkel uh has passed away at the age of 69 far too young uh yeah he had been dealing with um with all kinds of health issues for uh, for a good while um but uh you know he lost his battle and um but yeah like he he's um you know, it, it, just in my mind, without question, he's the greatest ring announcer of all time. Oh, this side of Michael Buffer, absolutely. I think he puts Michael Buffer to shame. I I honestly think so too. Um, and I don't want to get you know just too sidetracked on the Michael Buffer debate, but um, Howard Finkel made you legitimately uh, invested in every single fight. 
every single match and no matter who was in the ring, you know, just it doesn't matter if this is like Attitude Era 1998 and you're watching Mark Merrill versus Tiger Ali Singh. If, you know, if he was doing the introductions, it's like, all right, it still sounds hype. Still sounds hype. Oh, without question. Uh, just it, it, it was the thing. I mean, what more can you humanly say? Uh, the man was probably the voice of WWE before uh, many people considered Jim Ross the voice of WWE. Absolutely true. You know, and Howard Finkel had been with the company. Maybe you would know this. Uh, it has to be like something like 40 years, something crazy like that, right? Like he'd been with the company for a very long time. And I believe he still had had a role within the company even after, you know, they took him off of television. But um, he, he's he been in, in that fold and uh, just been a part of WWE fabric all this time. And yeah, to many fans... Before 1993, when Jr. joined, yeah, to to many fans to this day, he is the real voice of the WWF, the 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 real voice of WWE, and uh, to see him go, um, it, it's it's really heartbreaking, man. Uh, just a trash week. It's really been a trash week. There's been no bright side to this week at all. No. And I, I'm a, I'm the look on the bright side kind of uh, guy, and there's just been nothing. I mean, the only highlight I can honestly tell you is uh, I posted on my personal Facebook page. Uh, I met Howard Finkel back when Legends House uh, was finished up recording at the WWE Fan Access. And he was a amazing, superb individual. I mean, he, he, he sat down in his tux still. I mean, he, the man lived in his tux. And if he <laughs> didn't live in his tux, he had a tuxedo match and had it ripped off. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's really tough to... Um, It's just really tough to to hear this news, and you know what? One of the things that that everybody just kept saying about him was 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 how um, was how not necessarily serious he was, just because he was involved in a lot of crazy storylines, but just you know how 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 passionate he was about wrestling, and you know for for all of the you know supposed you know, heat you would get, you know, if you show yourself to be too much of a fan, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know, those kinds of guys who let that emotion and let that fandom shine through, whether it, whether it was Finkel, whether it was JR, um, you know, and I'm just talking about on the, you know, on the broadcast front, you know, those kinds of guys like your Maros as well, you know, those stand out the most and they least to me they they immerse you more in everything they're a part of just a little bit more than than just you know just some random soulless announcer right 
Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's dope that you got to meet him. Um, I saw the picture. Uh, I mean, back then, and then I, you know, resaw it just a few hours ago. And um, good times, man. Good times. I wish I would have had the chance to meet him, but I was a massive fan. Obviously, obviously, you can't be I be a Howard Finkel fan, and during a tribute, not drop his famous you know like his famous line his famous word so i'm gonna challenge you and all right and it is you know 10 5 at night so i don't want to you know wake up everybody but i challenge you to do your best howard finkel new champion introduction or uh new champion ring announcement after a title okay. change the winner of the bout and new <laughs> World Wrestling Federation champion, Triple H. Yeah. Classic. Classic, man. It, just straight iconic, you know. Or the, uh, the between that one or the Undertaker. The, the, uh, the Undertaker one was very... Uh, like that one is just seared into my brain. Oh Lord, yes. Um, my my personal favorite introductions of his were of Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, and you know since Brett won the title five times, like I, it seems like I remember every single time he won the belt. One because he was like my favorite wrestler at the time, and. And, and and so like just all of those moments, like I just hear his voice. Um, here is your winner, and new World Wrestling Federation, or yeah, World Wrestling Federation champion, Brett Hitman Hart. Hart. Just great, great. Of course, it was it was great, man. Fink was the man, didn't they? I I. Was I like, am I just completely imagining this or did they actually have a show or like either a show or a segment on like bite this or something where, where people had to like, outthink the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, the, the thing was just a walking, uh, he, he reminded me of like Lenny Poffo. Yes. I mean, he was a savant in wrestling knowledge because, by God, he was at every damn event. I mean, he knew everything. Like, he was a walking WWF encyclopedia. And just the amount of 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 knowledge he had, just awesome. Um, Perhaps the greatest contribution he's ever made to WWE... Yes. He coined the word WrestleMania. This is true. So, I mean, dude. Like, between, between that and being uh, the very first employee ever, too. The very first employee, uh, you know, coining the word WrestleMania. Like, Howard Finkel is definitely in the, 
like he is woven completely into the fabric of WWE lore forever. Um, without question, in my mind, the greatest ring announcer in wrestling history. And, you know, like there's been some great ones that, you know, but nobody can touch Fink. And, 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 and I'm going to say this best continuing a WrestleMania streak. Uh, how many straight did he do? God, I, 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 he would come out during all of the Hall of Famers, too. Yes, and, that's right. And he would, yeah, he comes out, he does the Hall of Famers, too. When they wasn't needed, he would walk down to the ring and announce them all. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right, man. I can remember all these WrestleManias. He'd come down, have the little, you know, Hall of, Fla- uh, Hall of Fame Music playing. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. Oh, yeah, man. That was good stuff. Um, I mean, I, you, you, WrestleMania, you think of Vince when he says, Welcome to WrestleMania, and you just think of the Fink. Yeah. Yeah. Really sad day, but lots of great memories. You know, Fink, you know, Fink just. Like I said just a few minutes ago, you know, he he wasn't all serious all the time. He got involved in some angles and, you know, like I remember him being in a couple matches, you know, just kind of joke ones. But, you know, just him being involved in like strip teases and, you know, just being being the um, being the target for, you know, for, for certain divas at the time and just 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 random televised ribs. And it was all good. Um, seeing him on Legends House, which, you know what, man? I, I don't, like, I'm kind of hesitant to do this, but I want to look up all yes. who was on Legends, Legends House. Houses? Well, let's see if I can try to name them off the top of my head here. Uh, all right, just give me one second, because I want to okay, just okay. get the list up first. Because this is just stellar radio that we are uh, producing right now. Uh, trying to keep it a little bit more lighthearted than the past few couple days. Oh, absolutely. That we've had. Yeah, no, it, it's it. Yeah, we need some levity around here. So, okay, who you got? Okay, we'll start off with Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Hart. Yep. Uh, we'll go with Fink. Yep. Uh, Hillbilly Jim. Pat Patterson. Yep. And how many were there in total? So I can. You're uh, there. There were eight and you named five. So there's three five. more. Okay. Uh, God damn. I'm trying to go through it here. Uh, three more. Yeah. Three more. Three more. Three more. Damn. Uh, it's not. It's not, it wasn't, uh, I, I, for some reason I want to say Nikolai Volkov, but that is just completely wrong. No, no, he was not. He, he just comes to mind. The Iron Sheik wasn't there. Uh, there were, there were rumors that, that he was going to be in it, but no, no, I, which I could only imagine him being on that show and the amount of editing they have to do around that. Ugh. No, I, Iron Sheik was not on the show, but I would have loved to see it. God, uh, 
was like the hammer on there? Greg the hammer? No. He was not. No. No. Beefcake? Oh oh no. No, 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 no. Oh god. It wasn't I know Honky wasn't there. Uh, he was also rumored, but no. I yeah, think at the no, time I, he I was still uh kinda on the outs with WWE at this point. God. I don't know. I don't know the last three. I, I mean so what, like seventy percent right there. So out of the three, one of them is no longer with us. Um, he, uh, it's not Dusty. No, no, no. Um, I think Dusty would have killed him. Oh gosh! No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, no. If you want me, if you want me to, and I can tell you, please. Okay. Mean Gene. Oh, damn it. Mean Gene Okerlund. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Damn it. And Mr. Foot Fetish himself, Tony Atlas. Yeah, I would never got Tony Atlas. Yeah. So it was those eight uh, for, um, yeah, on on Legend's House. I, like, I think I may have to go back and like watch those shows again because they had a certain charm to them you know it, it they like some stuff was just extremely scripted but it was still fun to watch yeah think yeah Re- reality show scripted the heck out of here man in a wrestling i don't i you know it's kind of far-fetched but it might work but it might work it just might damn work it just might so yeah, um yeah, there's quite a few, you know, I mean Piper, Mean Gene, Howard Finkel. Sadly those three are no longer with us, and that is a bummer. But on that show you got to see, you know, just just when you know, if you if you like if you hit them just right, there was a big booming personality. And he could make you laugh. You know, he cracked the occasional joke. Now, he was the butt of a lot of jokes, too. But, you know. Of course. <laughs> but um, but it's all part of the all part of the charm and, and, um, and all part of the memory kind of of the later stages of being a WWE legend. Um, and uh, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Class of 09. Class of 09. Man. To the fink. To the fink. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. I got my. I got my brew. One second. Very good. To the fink. To the fink. Yeah. There we go. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, by the way, you want to give out yes, the uh, number? For 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 our uh, for our people who might be listening live, absolutely. Uh, if you feel like contributing or remembering any kind of Howard Finkel story, or if you just want to tell an uplifting story, absolutely about anything. I mean anything. We need it. Please dial. Yeah. Eight zero three three six nine three five three seven. Again, I'll slow that down because I talk real fast. Eight zero three. Three six nine three five three seven. But how about a joke? You remember? Remember Kyle Cruz used to do a whole bunch of jokes. 
<laughs> uh, really? Really? I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going back to the well here. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it must have been in a former life. So, yeah, let's go ahead. Yes. And, let's go ahead and reach to the vault. Let's go to the way back machine. All right. <clears throat> I, I mean, this, this one just came uh, not too long ago here. Uh, a man walked into the bar. Lucky bastard. That's awful. Thank you. That's all I got for tonight. That is terrible. Ter- <laughs> hey, now, you know what? Speaking of speaking of jokes, there is yes, sir. There is a Reddit. There is a subreddit for Jerry Lawler jokes. Now, <laughs> now. <laughs> We could talk about Jerry oh, Lawler God. if you want. I don't know, but I, I, I can take it from here just in case you don't want to take it. But Jerry the King Lawler uh, is ridiculous, and he shouldn't be anywhere close to being on commentary. At least in my opinion, you can feel free to disagree. Uh, but, yeah, there is a subreddit called Jerry Lawler Jokes and it is filled with like legitimately like the worst wrestling jokes ever please tell me done by him uh I can't I I think when when it first started they were all his but kind of by like just as we get you know what? Modern. Can, can I hold? Let's hold on that thought because we're getting a phone call in right now. Then let's go to it. Hello, caller. You are live on the air on the Atomic Drop Show. Hello, caller. What's happening? There he is. Hey, yo. What up, brother? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to see the light in this dark, uh, dark week of wrestling here. That's all. Aren't we all, my man? You are that bright light, sir. None other, ladies and gentlemen, this is none other than the Atomic Drop's favorite son, Jimmy Z. Jimmy, how you doing this evening? You know, uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out, man. You know, uh, it's rocking and rolling. You know, taking, uh, you know, this, uh, COVID one day at a time like everybody else. Um, uh, every time you see me. Every time you seem to get the rules down, they change. Um, so it's kind of like, um, you know, who used to say that? Uh, Roddy Piper, you make the rules, and then I change them. Is that how it goes? Uh, that was uh, as soon as you have all the questions, I change all the answers. No, it's no, that's it's when you have the answers, I change the was. questions. Come on, guys. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Sorry. it's kind of it, 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 like that, because every time you seem to know all the answers, uh, they change the questions. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just, uh, you know, just like everybody else in America and in the world, we're taking one day at a time here. Um, still trying to figure out how wrestling, wrestling is essential in Florida. Um, but, hey, you know what? Vince McMahon didn't cut me that bad check. So, I mean, it's none of my business. You know, I would feel obligated to speak up for my state and speak up for my city uh and speak up really for for my block because because i'm so close to the pc uh but i can't there is no reason why 
pro wrestling and WWE specifically should be considered essential. We know why they are open. Uh, we know what kind of checks were cut. You know, uh, the first rule they taught me in journalism school was um, was to follow the money. And if you do that, you can see why they're still open and why Vince is choosing to do live shows three times a week from the PC. Either way, uh, everybody else is trying to make the best of a really bad situation and take it one day at a time. That's what you're doing. That's what Justin's doing. That's what I'm doing. Um, I know that there's been a lot of crap this week, but did you happen to take in any wrestling, whether Raw or NXT or AEW or anything like that? Um, uh, I think I, I'll be honest with you. I, I might have watched a little bit of Raw, but um, I mean, clearly nothing, nothing that was memorable. Um, so I'm gonna have to say um, no. And I saw about a minute of the Ambrose and Swagger match, and I gotta tell you, man. Wrestling without fans and being able to hear these people breathe and moan is uh, not really uh, my cup of tea. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... I mean, the women's matches might as well be the, you know, the U.S. Open. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. If that was the case, they'd get uh, Rog be preempted. Yeah, you know, so... Now, what is the reason behind them being uh, live? Um, and not taped. What's the reason behind that? So, I'll let you feel this one. Sure. Okay, so the the thought is, and this is, um, you know, conjecture coming from Meltzer, so take it as you will. Um, But he, he claims that Vince is paranoid that somehow, you know, just, look, Everybody is cutting staff. Everybody is trying to cut costs and furloughing workers and and firing people. So these companies, especially major conglomerates, are trying to save money. And so Vince has this thought of, well, wait a minute. It was written into these, you know, these multi-million, you know, billion-dollar contracts here that they had that that they have to produce at least forty-nine weeks of live television and if they don't produce that vince feels like either fox or usa would find some kind of way to pay them significantly less than what they originally signed for of course so i mean i knew there was a reason behind it there had to been some there had to been some kind of reason that equaled money that was behind the whole thing uh not somebody's health god forbid no no I, i you know we've um you know, we heard about the the person who um, uh, who tested positive for COVID nineteen um, right around the WrestleMania taping, um, and they continued on. They let this person, you know, go home and self quarantine, but they let everybody continue, and it doesn't really seem like the safest environment for anybody there. But all they care about is. This TV money, 
you know, it like it's not even a well. That well, that, that, that that's the only money he has coming in right now. Absolutely, he has no merch. He has no merch sales. He's got no ticket sales. So the only money he's got right now is keeping his end of the bargain to all his advertisers and and to his uh, you know to his uh, TV contracts because that's the only thing that's going to pay him right now. Absolutely right. You know, and 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 so because of that, I I. I understand his, you know, his need or, you know, just him feeling that he needs to just keep everything going and have everything live. But man, at some point, every single business is taking a hit. All major sports sports leagues are taking a hit, right? Um, you know, AEW's taking a hit. UFC's taking a hit. Everybody is taking a hit and yet nobody like no other company at least in the combat sports game is more equipped to handle to handle this hit because they have so much money on the books more so than wwe and yet they are the one that is doing everything counterintuitive to what seems to be the right thing for all of their talent and all of their staff um whether health wise Sorry, and and that and that's who UFC. No, I'm talking about Vince. Oh yeah. Like my thing is. So Vince is doing every. So Vince is doing everything right for his, the health of his of his health. No. No, complete opposite. No, it's complete opposite. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No. I. No. I. I yes. I can't. I can't disagree with you at all. I mean, this is the real Mr. McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Vince Vince cares about the money and I think he's trying to think long term. Um, but then again, look, I mean, it's all connected and we touched a little bit on uh on this on our show yesterday, Justin, but Yep, it's being uploaded as we speak right now, too. Wonderful. So the XFL close, like they close. That's a two hundred million dollar loss for Vince McMahon, like straight up loss. Again, again, had to file bankruptcy. No plans on again. No plans on on coming back for a third iteration, which sucks because the XFL did, this year actually wasn't bad. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, man, it was pretty great. Um, As a football fan, I loved it. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, like my two teams sucked, man, and I was a. Man, I was an LA fan and a Tampa fan, and 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 those like the two teams that just sucked eggs. In like in any event, you had Vince t- taking a massive, massive loss, hat you know, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars lost by Vince, and so Vince is probably like, well, wait a minute, I have to do whatever I, I have to do to protect, you know, my bread and butter, which is WWE. I get the mindset, but right now. If you have the means, you have to think with a heart set. And Vince, somewhere, I know he probably has it somewhere, but it's not coming through right now. And that is the most damaging thing for a company that already just PR-wise isn't isn't having the best week from any stretch of the imagination. There's no positive spin. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be honest with you. I mean, the the releases, the, there's nobody that got released that can really be mad at at, at, 
at anybody because they're clearly being released because of the current circumstances. You know, there's no way they're going to make that payroll without, like, the lost revenue if they have all the payroll that they had before when they had the revenue. So it only makes sense that, okay, we're going to have to cut some people, okay? That, that really only makes sense. Um, you know, I think there's, I think there's worse PR with his treatment of the working environment he's put these guys through. But here's the thing, though. On top of the fact, yeah, go ahead. But, like, here's the thing, though, right? But, okay, so if you take a guy, okay, so two examples, No Way Jose and Sarah Logan. In the case of No Way Jose, right, who, you know, sure, like, let's not. Like, let's not be around the bush here. He was, you know, he wasn't a main eventer. He wasn't even a mid-carder. Like, he was a lower-card guy who filled a role who was who was probably, like, really, really great at house shows. So, you kind of keep that guy around as a, you know, opening match guy, kind of get the crowd into things either during a dark yeah, match or, a, right, you know, like a hype guy, right? So, but, fine. Like, just in in... In every other circumstance, I could understand it. They have spring cleanings every year. I totally get it. However, you have a guy like Noe Jose fly from Los Angeles here to Orlando on a flight with legit three people on it. Coming all the way here to wrestle a, a, like a two-minute match, a loss to Bobby Lashley, gets home just in, fine, or like just in time, to find out he's going to be fired, which is like, I think the overall treatment goes beyond the physical of, of like, hey, you can't, you know, like, hey, we're going to make sure we have a clean environment that's always wiped, you know, wiped down and disinfected and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that stuff is obviously important, but, but you have, you know, performers who are flying, who are legitimately risking everything because you don't like just because they don't know what what situations they are walking into at the airports and traveling going back and forth encountering people they don't know who they're seeing just to be discarded in such a callous way during this time i i like i hear you you know a number of these people you wouldn't necessarily be surprised by any other year but now it it's a little it it's a little callous when they have room to play with money wise they don't have a lot but it just seems extra cold right now yeah i get it but at the same point like uh i mean i just did not i, I was not very shocked that there was people let go. I was shocked on some of the people that were let go, but, um, you know, I mean, first of all, couldn't they find somebody else to job Bobby Lashley? They needed no way Jose. Like, were they really that far out of talent that they couldn't get somebody else in there? Here's the thing. Like, they've been using a lot of, like, a lot of unused guys at the Performance Center during these, like, squash matches. Like, you'll see these tag matches... Uh, where 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 they'll have you know all respect you know to these guys but 
people that nobody's ever seen on television, people you barely see on the local Florida NXT loops, they're being thrown out on national television just to be bodies in these squash matches, which is like they're completely. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt real quick, but uh, it's funny. Uh, you, you, you made mention of this. So, prime example is anybody that Alistair Black faces. Yes. And my son will sit there and go, and he'll turn to me going, I give this match a minute and a half. <laughs> it, it, he's, it, you know, it, typically, he's, uh, he's right on the mark, but lately he's kind of been a little under. So, like, one quick black mass and it's over and done with. And he looks at me and goes, who was that guy? I said, buddy. We'll never know, but <laughs> so he's he just lo- he, he'll, we'll see him again down the road somewhere. But right now we do not know his name. But look, here's the thing about that, though. Right. So in these Alistair Black squash matches, right, those aren't even performance center recruits. They are like local unsigned Florida guys. Like I like worked indie shows really? with these guys. So that's another point to where it's like. You know, if like, why fly out people like No Way Jose? Why fly out people like Sarah Logan when you know, you know, that there is, like, if your plan is to do all these squash matches, you have and like you have all these unsigned talents just just itching for for a minute's worth of TV time because they're gonna use that uh, experience and learn from that kind of experience. Like it's. It's kind of cool. It's a unique thing. And people people don't des- they don't deserve to be flown out, risk everything just to get cast aside like that. That is the most that's the most frustrating part at least from my perspective of of people like that. You know, sure, there are people like um uh, you know, once again, no, no disrespect, but a guy like Eric Young, who is talented, supremely talented, but oh yeah, he had like dude hasn't been on TV in ages, and they weren't doing anything with him. A guy like EC3, super talented, has a lot of charisma, can talk, but they weren't doing anything with him. I get the idea of them just being like, okay, we're gonna let you go. But to fly people out, to give them, you know, just one last, you know, just one last thing on TV when it matters nothing to their paycheck because they're getting like the same rate, like, you know, the same downside fee regardless. Risk, risk their health, risk the health of their families once they return. Just to be cast aside, that is infuriating. Yeah, it's just uh, pain and aggravation. That's all it is on their part. Absolutely, absolutely. And it 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 it, it bothers me that they do that too. I mean, that is just how the how WWE has always been. Yeah. But or dare say even Vince. Like a prime example is with uh, Matt Hardy and Randy Orton. Right before Hardy walked out the door, he was supposed to main event, and Vince said we ain't going to use them, so we'll just uh, kick him out. And RKO him. But as Jim Ross uh, stated on his podcast, he said it was the stupidest thing they ever did because they sat there and got him over. They got Matt Hardy over more so by just burying him. True. 
And it's just like, why, why, why? It it makes literally no uh, human sense in any way possible. But the only people that it helps benefit is somebody like uh, freaking uh, AEW. Because when they got Hardy, Hardy was hot. And then you got, like, Brody Lee. Everybody knew Brody Lee was going over there. And just doing that interview with Jericho also uh, got him more over. I mean, people can get over organically, and they'll get themselves over without even being on television. It's true. It's true, my man. Jamie, man, you got anything else for us, brother? Well, rest in peace to the greatest ring announcer of all time. Yeah, we were talking about that just a little bit earlier. What what were some of the uh, uh, what what was some of the uh, favorite memories you have of the Fink? If uh, if you don't mind sharing with us, I mean, dude, when there's nobody else that could ever announce a new a new champion. Now, now we both I did. Don't, it. I don't give a I don't I don't give a damn. You you both did what? We both had to drop our and new, so we need you to do it if you're able to. If you're able to, I, I don't want to even insult the man. He's, <laughs> he's still warm. Wow. Oh man. Wow. Wow. All right. Not even a way to honor him. Oh, I'm honoring him right now by telling him saying he's the greatest of all time. I guess we're rotten in hell there, Kyle. I guess so. Yeah. Well. I'm going to leave you guys on your own on this one. I don't want anything to do with that one. Yeah. But, no, I mean, clearly, hands down, you know, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, my favorite, my second favorite ring announcer was Gary Gary Capetta, like the the old school, like, you know, NWA, uh, WCW ring announcer before they got the guy who did Nitro. Yes. Um, Before they got um, Penzer. Um, yeah, Gary Michael. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, 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 Gary Michael Capetta, right? Yeah, yeah, he actually did. Uh, yeah, um, he was he was great, man. Yeah, he 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 did a stint. I think he showed up on AEW like the week before their latest pay per view, and he presided over the weigh in between Jericho and uh and Moxley, and you know like and he he looked good. He still sounded good, and that's the thing too, like. One of the one of the latest times that that the Fink showed up, um, you know, he still, you know, like he looked different, but he still had the same voice, and and he still had the magnitude, still had that gravitas to his voice to make any moment feel special, and you know, I like there aren't too many ring announcers that have that anymore. Like it's it's a bit of a lost art. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the Fink, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know. I could have. I would have thought he was older than 69 by the way he looked. I, 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 would, I wouldn't have thought that he was younger than Vince. Didn't you just say he... Did, did, didn't you just say he's still warm? <laughs> you won't pay tribute yeah, the to the man warm. by... <laughs> by giving us a I'm just news, being honest with you, man. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest with you, man. I thought, 
I I was shocked that he died at such a young age. Like I I, I thought Absolutely. I thought from the last couple of times that I saw him, I thought that he was older. So clearly he's been oh, battling something or whatever the case may be. But you could tell the guy was. I mean, if he looked that rough as shape, uh, and he was only sixty nine, the guy clearly, you know, he you know he was he was dealing he was dealing with some stuff. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what um, you know what issues he was dealing with, but yeah, he he wasn't looking very well for 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 quite a so, few. So why are you giving me a hard so why are you giving me a hard time about him being warm when I'm just telling how it is, baby? <laughs> because I'm still bitter, man. And I want you to hit that and new for us. And new. See, I can't do it. I can't do it. The guy might as well is just rolling over. The guy might, I might as well, this is horrible. That was bad. It was really, really bad. You know what? You, you, my, I, I, I got to talk to you real quick here, Jim. Speaking of warmth and uh, <laughs> everything else out there. Uh, my, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Time uh, was looking through her Facebook feed today, and believe it or not, today was the date that the plate burrito became a quote thing on, on the Taco Tuesday. And I know we've discussed this before. And she said the poor the poor plate burrito didn't even last a whole year, and she's craving one like I, someone else's business. Plate burrito didn't last three months. Forget about a year. <laughs> I, I'm just saying there is still one fan left and available yeah. who wants it still yeah, that play, bad. Yeah, the Play Burrito basically had a grand opening and a grand closing. Welcome to the XFL. <clears throat> it's pretty much the long and short end of that whole entire conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, Justin Roberts, he just does not have the same stroke he had years ago. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, you guys, Can you guys agree with me here? I think Justin's still doing all right. Uh, Justin, I think... He's not as good as he was on Raw. You know, it's it's just a matter of opinion. I, I think he's doing just as good, if not maybe slightly better. Uh, I I mean, he still gets excited. He hosts a, his own uh, YouTube channel show on AEW. Uh, he's... He, I, I've always respected Justin... More so when he this was getting no, choked out by his own pack. This has nothing to do with respect or disrespect. I think the guy's great. I'm not. I don't hate the guy. All I'm saying is, is that I feel that he's lost a little bit of stroke. I don't feel that he has the depth. I don't feel like, you know, I, I just don't, I don't feel that he has, uh, you know, the same range. Um, not saying that he's horrible or or or. or but I don't think he's better than uh, I don't think he's better than SmackDown's ring announcer. Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna go through the list of like announcers in WWE, I would think would probably be number one. Number two would have to be Lillian. Uh. Number three, I would I would throw maybe a Tony Chimmel. Oh yeah, rated R superstar. Yeah, rated R superstar. I mean that that was his tagline. Oh yeah, uh, without uh, question. 
God. Uh, maybe you can help me round out the rest of these here, Kyle. Well, I, so if we're talking about, you know, like some top five, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily put Lillian up there uh, in the top five. Um, I think she. Oh, wow. I, now, don't get me wrong. I think uh, she did uh, a really good job. But I don't, I don't, I, she's not in my top five. In the top ten, like, probably, like, like she she might hit, like, a number six, but I can't put her in the top five. Um, really quick, Jimmy, I want to back up to your analysis about Justin Roberts. Um, I've, like, I've met him. Uh, he's a nice guy. Um, I know that's not really your point, but there is something to what you said as far as like you know him losing a little bit recently uh probably since going to aw i think my issue with him now is he's in on the joke so say when he was ring announcing john cena when he was still with wwe you know he you know he do the the you know the whole Gian Cena, right? But now, yeah, he, you know, now when he's introducing, you know, John Moxley, he'll hold the John out, you know, just for like way longer, and 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 it seems like his ring announcements are are done to like pop everybody in the back, which I think is kind of a larger issue with the presentation of AEW just in general. Um, it has great action. I'm not, I'm not knocking the entire product, but I think that that's one of the things with, with Justin Roberts, um, that now he's, he's, he, he's not taking the task seriously. At, at least it doesn't really sound like it on a week to week basis. Um, I'm biased as, as far as current ring announcers. I know it. Um, I'm a massive fan of Alicia Taylor from NXT. Um, a huge, huge, huge fan. I'm biased. I will readily admit that. Um, there is a connection there, but um, she's she's up there. I I honestly really like uh, Greg Hamilton. Um. And I believe he's a SmackDown announcer you were referring to earlier. Um, but but every time he announces Shinsuke Nakamura, it is incredible. He, like, just his uh, his inflections, he'd always go, Shinsuke Nakamura! Like, I, like there is something about his voice that, that's honestly, it, it, man, it I, he's probably top three. And he's probably not three. I like. I think he might be my second favorite ring announcer of like of all time. He's really, really good at his job. Best in the world. Are you still going? <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he cut himself off. I thought he cut himself out too. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy, man, are you still there? I'm here. Dude, wait. Hold on a second. You, you gave us the best in the world with no hesitation. 
No hesitation. Look, I, I'm gonna hold the uh, think thing over your head for for a good while because because you did that first without of all, prompting. The best, the best in the world. All I had to do is stretch out world, which I can do. That that's no problem. I don't sound like him. I'm not trying to sound like him, but. Like the Fink man, like I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's uh, there's it's the, I, I, you, there's more to it. There's more to it, and I don't got it. You know, he took it with him. He's gone. <sighs> yeah. Well, all you gotta do just fire up that network, man, and and uh, and and we can watch watch some old Fink announcements, man. Um, voice of many many generations and um yeah triple h put out well i got a dope i got a dope i got a dope autograph of him so and he's and it's gotten written out to me it's an old school msg photo with like the msg mic dropping from the center oh that's awesome uh it's pretty dope it's a pretty dope autograph i got sitting in the uh in, in the vestibule at the restaurant so man yeah that's awesome i i uh I I wish I would have had the chance to meet him, and I never did, and like I'm really bummed out about it. But um, one of the one of the all time greats, legitimately, Triple H put out a tweet earlier today and and, and said, um, you know, back in the day, y- you hadn't made it, you know, you weren't anything until you had Howard Finkel ring announce one of your championship wins. And, you know, like, there's nobody better to make that moment feel bigger and more special. And, yeah, just... No way. No way. I can't I can't agree with you more. If there's one thing that will stick out about Fink, it is when somebody won a belt, it was, there's no better way to win the belt. Nope. No way. Nope. Yeah. You had to have them. And the crazy thing yeah, is, no, I'm with you on that one. You know, and like, and the crazy thing is, is that, you know, n- n- no matter who it is now, no matter what company, all the ring announcers, like everybody, still has that inflection of the new, like, I mean, and we're talking, you know, from from the indies to all the other announcers in WWE to AEW. Uh, you know, to Ring of Honor, to Impact, like, they are still, like, people are still biting off of the Fink because he's legitimately the best to ever do it. Um, There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of debate about the greatest commentator of all time. I think that has a, like, you're, 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 you're in, like, you're free to debate that and I could see arguments for and against a lot of people, but the Fink just universally may maybe second to Gary Michael Capetta, but just for the most part, like everybody has Fink at the very, very, very top. And the fact that people are still trying to, you know, emulate his style just as best they can, it shows you how special he was. Did I hear you say that he was second to Gary Michael Capetta, or Gary Michael Capetta was second to the Fink? I've seen arguments that Gary Michael Capetta was like was in the same conversation 
as far as being the best to ever do it. Yeah, well, that's I, probably I, some, that's probably some, that's probably some mid south junkie. <laughs> I I would say that that is probably based on on on, on math like, on math and crystal math. It's probably based on on where you grew up. I mean, look, man, I was a California guy, so. You know, so so hey, so it was hey, WWF all day. Did you see that photo of the Bizarro Batista missing the teeth this week on uh, online? It was on memes everywhere. Did you see that? You mean the meme from Tiger King showing what you would is order that, online? I, I, it's, I, it's a guy I've, from ne- I've never seen I've never seen Tiger King, but is that photo with the with the guy with no teeth or having missing teeth from Tiger King? He is. It, it the meme out there is. Okay. Uh, what you order well, online is a picture of Batista. What you really get, yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, so yeah, so he's the poster child for who thinks Gary Michael Capetta is in the same, even even can even use the same stall, okay, the same urinal as Fix, okay. Okay. That's how it was. Wow. All right. No, I'm still here. I'm not gone. <laughs> we hope you never leave, Jimmy. I'm not done, man. I'm fired up. We can tell. All right. Well, we got a lot of show left. Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, with, so. with that, with that, do you have anything else that is on your mind that we need to touch about? No, I'm just going to chime in when I feel like it on whatever you guys are talking about. All right, yeah. Well, your uh, your your perch is uh, available whenever you would like it. Okay. I'll rudely interrupt you guys. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Just don't fall asleep on us. That's all we ask. I'm driving right now. That would be really bad. That that uh, keep your eyes on the road and uh, two hands on the wheel, there, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, going back to where we were once upon a time, uh, Lawler jokes. Oh, jeez. Off of Reddit. Yes, uh, yes. I, I wrote that down. Handy notebook so I don't forget. Of all the things to... <laughs> to, to uh, I gotta hear some of these. Okay. Um, let's see. Did you guys say, did you guys say Lawler jokes? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. So, I, you know, I do have one more thing to add. And when you... you the last thing you said was you brought up the greatest ring announcer... I have to say that I think ring announcers have to be graded as pairs. Like, you're not going to sit here and say the greatest, uh, you know, uh, tag team champion of all time. You know what I mean? You're not going to say, oh, man, you know, I, I, that's just my personal opinion. There's no ring announcer that ever did it by himself. He always had somebody with him. So, but wait a minute, opinion, man. Are you talking about be, commentator or ring announcer? That's what I meant, commentator. Okay. That's, that's what I meant. So, uh, you know, as far as the greatest commentator part, uh, like, I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to, I would not be able to, get, like, like to uh, rate that as a single individual. It has to be like a pair. Uh, so, here's the thing. Like, I, I think you can do both. You can rank. Okay. You can do both. Because here's That's the thing. Fine. Because, look, like, here's the thing. You, you know, you, like, 
Gorilla Monsoon was fantastic with Bobby Heenan. If you put Gorilla Monsoon with anybody else just on his own, or or if you watch some of those horrible Coliseum videos where, where it was like just him on commentary, it was trash. So so I think you can evaluate a commentator on 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 how they do solo and with a particular partner. I, I so I I agree, but I don't think that 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 is necessarily fair to say that like I okay, I'm sorry. Anybody who says like Gorilla Monsoon is is one of the greatest commentators of all time they're ridiculous. And that's a stupid take because that's not true. Um Gorilla Monsoon is one of the greatest commentators of all time. That's a horrible take. And 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 I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna battle you. I have, I have, I, 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 that's fine. There's, listen, man, we don't gotta battle, baby. This is, this is tough times, man. We don't need to battle. We need to unite. Man, okay. I'm saying. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Okay. You can, you listen. You can hate all you want. I got the love. All right. It's all good. Hey, no, nah, I got the love too. I'm just saying that 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 right. that if we're talking about just first, first, first and foremost, oh, okay. Temp- uh, how much how much wrestling has really been produced, okay, in since we've been born, okay, or let's just say since nineteen eighty. Sure. How much wrestling has been produced that only has one commentator? Uh ECW and pretty much I mean, just on a on a national scale, on a you know, it, it it's just them. Honestly. It's how just much them. WWF was produced with one commentator. Not much. Not much. Not much. So, Jesse, uh, um, Gorilla Monsoon was gold with Heenan. He was gold with the body. He was gold with Lord Alfred Hayes. Don't you dare spread that propaganda. Don't you dare say he was good with Lord Upper Hayes. Those were dark days. Those, like, I have those Coliseum videos. Damn it, I have Smack 'em, Whack 'em. I, like, shit, I have it on my, uh, 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 on my shelf right now. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Those were horrible, horrible, horrible commentary days with, with, with Hayes and Gorilla Monsoon. I'm sorry. I, I'm a I'm a, I'm I'm a Hayes guy, man. I'm I'm a Hayes guy. Um, you know, I I always liked Lord Do, Alfred Hayes doing match commentary. I as a host, yes. You back to prime time wrestling. As a host, absolutely. I y- yes, like if you put him behind a desk in a controlled setting, if you have him doing an interview, then fine. But if we're talking about match commentary, mm-mm. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, man. I think I'm gonna. Pur- I think I think I'm. I'm gonna purposely watch a Boston Garden uh, house show uh, on NESN that's being commentated by Lord Alfred Hayes. Ain't girl, But so so in all of these examples you mentioned, right? 
you know, just, or at least the first two, you had Bobby Heenan and Jesse, the body Ventura, who are two of the greatest, just talkers period, whether they were wrestlers or managers or what have you. I, I think that gorilla monsoon played his role in, you know, in those tandems as being the straight man to where, you know, look, what, Okay, I will put it to you like this. I'll put it to you like this then. Jimmy, what what line do you remember Gorilla Monsoon always th- like always saying? Would you stop? Exactly. Which means miscarriage of justice. Yes, miscarriage of justice. But specifically, would you stop? Will you stop? Right? That isn't anything like that isn't a a monsoon specific call it is him reacting to the always outlandish claims of the heel commentator like of the heel color commentator so i I think he played his role in those teams but to say just him uh, just on his own like i don't think if 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 you put him with a just tra- just translate him to a different time to a different era if he if he was with a with like a Byron Saxton who wasn't going to be like cracking jokes and stuff like that gorilla would not be effective well listen Byron Saxton can bring any great down okay i don't give a damn who you Yo, are he's severely underrated i know he doesn't get a lot of respect like that but he he's he's he in my view, he's underrated. He does add a lot, specifically in a two-man team. Oh, definitely. Oh. Exactly why. That's uh, exactly why we disagree about Monsoon. Hey, it's still all love, brother. It's still all love. Of course, I think me and you would make a great commentary team. I would have a feeling that would actually work really well. It would work really well. For you know, for for uh, for uh, another day, hopefully not in the uh, hopefully in the not too distant future. That's what I'll say. Well, I see how I see how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I really feel. All right, so now now, now that uh, my answers have been uh, my questions have been answered, and uh, you got well, let's let's get going with uh, what where where were we? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Jerry Lawler's uh, greatest joke. So these, so these aren't necessarily jokes he actually told, but just in. Will you stop? <laughs> just in general, you know, because Jerry Lawler is known for really bad, like really bad jokes. There is a Reddit dedicated to jokes that Lawler would say. Um, this one says. What do you call, or what would you call, a 1998 30-man battle royal filled with nothing but canes? With nothing but what? Canes. Like the wrestler cane? Like 30 canes. Uh-huh. You would call... I don't know. What would you call it? You would call it the broil rumble. 
That's pretty lame. Yep. What will elderly John Cena have in his nursing home? I don't know. What will elderly John Cena have in his nursing home? Toothless aggression. That's uh, two thumbs down. Yep. Um, let's see. Wow. Yeah, so these are all supposed to be like really, really bad. Um, why is B-R-A-U the wrong way to spell Strowman's first name? I don't know. Why? He's not finished with you. Yeah. Thinking about Strowman, that guy, like, from when I when you saw him on, like, the WrestleMania replay, like, Holy shit, dude. He is, I think he's got to be like the most improved shape out of all the superstars in like, as far as like coming far away. That guy was round and bubbly. And we're talking about Strowman here? Yeah, Braun Strowman. When he first debuted with the, um, with the Wyatt family, like he was round. Yeah, no, he definitely got himself into better shape over the years. Um, yeah, he, he was looking real round, real round. Pause, and then uh, you know now he's looking better. I gotta say, just because we didn't really get into it last week, but the bit that they showed with Drew McIntyre and the Big Show, uh, you know, supposedly taped, you know, just just minutes after minutes after Mania, yeah. Uh, so I was watching that, and I'm like, "Yo, the Big Show looks ridiculously good, doesn't he? I, like, like he, like he dropped a ton of weight. Like it, like it, it almost looked like he like just got surgery because like it looked like he looked really skinny for his frame. So he's looking really good as well. Yeah, much respect to the Big Show. That's definitely a massive transformation too. But they're like, yeah, if you look at Strowman, he's like, he's packing uh, abs. Yeah. Like, it's wild, dude. It's wild. I have much respect to all that work that all that takes. I sure as hell don't got that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shoot, I'm the same way. All right, hey, all right, all right. One more, guys. One more, guys. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. Make it a good one. Why is Jerry Lawler banned from Mexico? Why? Because he has, <clears throat> because he has Latino heat. Okay. Okay. I got a chuckle. Hey, that's about as good as you're going to get from these, brother. Like, they don't get much better. No, no. Okay, now hit us with an OG Kyle Cruz joke here. I had them written down somewhere, man. I don't remember those jokes anymore. You, you tell me, man. You brought these old jokes up. What, 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 what do you remember? Oh man. Oh, uh, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. Fine, 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 fine. Um, it is in no way, shape, or form associated with the news of today. I just have to make that 
perfectly clear. Um, back when he was wrestling, what do you call any match that Triple H was in? What? Buried alive. Jesus. There you go. There you go. Well, okay, I'll throw one back over to you. All right. Uh, what does the berserker love to do in the produce department? I don't know. He loves to husk, husk, husk the corn. Oh. <laughs> All right, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to have to request to start the next segment of the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no respect. Mm. No respect. Okay, moving along on to uh, the next segment wait, wait, here. Wait, 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 oh. wait. La- la- last Jerry the King Lawler joke, which is fitting okay. because of his terrible, terrible line from this past Monday night. Um, <laughs> this is a direct quote. Now, this is from later on in his career, but from New Year's Revolution 2007. Jesus Christ. I love to see Mickey James wrestle. But I'd love to see your box. Nothing? I'm just waiting for this to be over. (laughs) Tough crowd still. Very tough crowd. Very, 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 very tough. It's not your fault. It's really not your fault at all. It's, you know, you're just a messenger. I think we have to uh, return to uh, the Atomic Drop Tells Bad Jokes, which could very well be the title of our next uh, podcast. So It certainly could be. Yes. Uh, bad jokes. Okay, that's written down now. So, with all that said and done, we had a whole bunch of releases. We had Vince McMahon now apparently on the board with President Trump to relaunch the economy. Uh, the XFL closing down. Yep. Uh, where do we go from here? I mean, that's a very good question. Like, where? And I, we are in such uncharted territories and water that I, I don't even know where this is going to be headed to. Uh, it's nothing but rumors and speculations until we can get a definitive answer, until I believe we can get people back into the arenas. And even that may be tricky, too, as well. I mean, yeah, man, like I'm seeing there's like word, you know, not to get in into the political thing at all. But I'm hearing, you know, word that that there might be some states that that are going to open up sooner than others, but they're not going to, you know, ban 
uh, you know, travel between states. So that could cause, you know, uh, significant issues for if WWE were to start, you know, traveling again all around the country. Um, we just like, we honestly don't know for as little as I like them doing these shows live every single week, you know, them being at the, at the performance center, um, that's the best place. Like if you're going to do any of these shows, that's the best place to do it. It's about as controlled as you can get without just canceling everything. Um, we're in for uh, seemingly at least another couple months of this. Um, they are still scheduled to, to have the money in the bank uh, pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks. Um, I don't know. They they have no choice but to go forward, but it's, it's not very exciting. It's just... It, I don't know, like high key, there's like more important stuff to think about. And it, it, it's just trying to spend time guessing what what's going on in Vince's brain just seems like a like a pointless exhibition because, you know, Vince doesn't know what's going on in his mind from minute to minute. He'll forget stuff all the time and he'll change his mind. You know, I, I feel like it, this would be the best time to launch a performance center out in Hawaii. Hey, no, like that's Dana White's model. Cause, like, because yeah. Dana White's out here trying to freaking, you know, he's trying to obtain an island. He's trying to, yeah, like he's trying to like obtain and freaking like buy and create a fight <laughs> island. Um, and he had one. That, that, that was the movie The Condemned with Steve Austin. Yo, within the first like three minutes, I like had to like turn the movie off because somebody got like impaled and and they showed it like brutally. And I'm like, ah, oh, I can't take that. But yes, it was like The Condemned. And um, yeah, man, like Disney had like had to put a stop to it. Because they were like, "Hey, this isn't like the like, this is stupid. Like we're like we're not gonna broadcast f- f- from a damn island. Um, it's not our own island. <laughs> true, <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, there is a lot of question marks. But the fact that that you know Vince is part of this task force to you know to identify." when to open up the economy by using sports, you know, he's meeting with Dana White, with Vince, with Adam Silver of the NBA, with, uh, I believe he's... Mark Cuban. Is he meeting with Mark Cuban? Yeah, he's well? meeting with Cuban. Yep, and Cuban. So, owners and and uh, and commissioners of, of, of teams and sports leagues everywhere, it's just... I don't know. Um... Even if they, you know, reopen these events and, you know, and you're going to start to see, you know, more events take place, fans are going to be skeptical. Uh, A certain segment of fans aren't going to be, you know, aren't going to be skeptical and they're just going to want to go. But, you know, a large part of people are going to be like, hey, 
I don't know if we're if we're over this thing yet. So, you know, it's going to be, but like you said earlier, it it's going to be a very long time until we get crowds back. And this is, you know, just at the mainstream, you know, highest grossing companies in the world, much less the indie level, which sucks because that's, you know, like that's like that's my living right there. And, you know, like we're like when you trickle down to, you know, crowds of or you trickle down from, you know, crowds of 10,000 down to crowds of like 200 and everybody's in super close quarters and, you know, just throwing it out there. Wrestling fans aren't known as the most hygienic bunch. Nah, we're, we're dirty. <laughs> um, you can, you can just, you just call a spade a spade. Listen, we all cannot live in, Castle a la Cruz and live in that magnificent match and win with our own sound studio and production team. Okay. What you talking about? Uh, sound studio and production. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about over here, man? Look, we, we out here just doing the best we can, but, <laughs> um, but, the, but the bottom line though, but the bottom line is, um, y- you know, who, there there's no real end game to safely restart the wrestling business um it, it i mean aw they announced i believe it was yesterday might have been the day before that they are moving ahead with double or nothing which which is going to take place memorial day weekend and it was originally scheduled for the mgm grand in vegas that you know they said that was going to be their their annual thing every memorial day weekend it was going to be there in vegas full arena now they're saying that no matter what is going on in the world that the event will still take place whether it's in jacksonville whether it's in atlanta we don't know but it's just you know there there's just this uncertainty and wrestling without fans sucks it does you know like like i like i feel the same way about like baseball where there's certain there's certain sports you just can't watch without a crowd and wrestling's one of them i wholeheartedly agree baseball football basketball any kind of sport hockey uh I mean, I can only imagine what basketball would sound like just sitting there listening to the squeaks of the shoes. It just sounded like a freaking regular game of pickup. And speaking speaking of uh, pickup, uh, sidebar, have you did you watch uh, the ESPN uh, horse game? No, I actually did not. They, they okay. No, I'm I I am behind. I I thought that was just still in the. Uh, still in the stages of being talked about. I didn't know it actually happened. Uh, according to, was it Oregon Live? According to an hour ago, uh, Time TV channel and how to stream live. It's uh, happening. 
Let's see here if you're not into true live sports, but ESPN is set to wrap up on their NBA horse tournament challenge tonight with current and former NBA players and WNBA players facing off from a variety of locations across the country live with semifinals and finals tipping off on Thursday. Well, we already missed it at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. Well, that is dope. I'm pretty sure it is. It's it, it's online or you know on uh, you know on demand somewhere or or you know I might have to check like the ESPN Plus app or something and uh, I'll have to check that out because I'm itching for for new new sports just something something man I mean I'm I'm all about what throwing up an old uh, NFL game I I don't care who the hell it is at this point in time. Except for the Cowboys, man, bump the Cowboys. Look, I'm look. I I'll even settle for watching the Cowboys. At this point, anything but NASCAR. I can see that, and you know why. Uh, so I mean, but yeah, man. Um, this. You know, like the the uh, horse competition, pickup games. Um, you know, it it's it's basically going to come off like like it's practice, but it's still something. I don't even know how long that would last. Um, we're in this new climate, and there is a ton of uncertainty. I, I just it's hard to predict, so I kind of don't want to because things are, are changing day by day. Week by week, new estimates are being made. A new report saying within the last 24 hours of uh, from Gavin Newsom, the governor in California, that um, that there there is a like they're not expecting to, to have any sort of, you know, live sport or mass gathering mass assembly of people until January of 2021. Uh, Jesus. Um, so there is a three month padding between that and WrestleMania. But again, like I think that is just a best case scenario and you're going to go from having nothing to a massive, massive gathering in, um, in LA. And by the way, I don't, I don't even know if the stadium is going to be completed yet because all construction stopped. So there's going to be just a lot of questions, a lot of questions. Uh, don't hear it from me or don't say you heard it from me, but I'm hearing scuttlebutt, uh, not from any, uh, you know, official sources or, you know, like just not by people you would think. But I'm hearing some words saying that um, because WWE is an essential business in the state of Florida. I'm hearing that they're just going to postpone the LA mania and they're going to try and do Tampa Bay again next year. Oh, wow. Um, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's some uh, break or hopefully breaking news. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that is indeed the case. Um, my thing is, even if you want to reopen up the country, it seems like the last state you really want to have 
have this mask gathering in is Florida, because for the most part, Floridians are nasty. Um, and we're not heeding any of the warnings in general. So, so why not just have it like in Oregon? I believe they're still being being heavily affected there too. I mean, I, Bismarck, North Dakota. I mean, I'm throw it in like you got a whole damn map. You got fifty states. Throw one, or maybe, just maybe, we can finally get that guy who always says uh, WrestleMania for Vancouver. <laughs> Yo, uh, there is something just, just, just something really, just a a small feeling that. If Vince is determined to have like an actual WrestleMania next year, that it's going to be somewhere within these fifty states. It ain't going international. Just, just like it, it's, it's just a little small, small part of me that um, there's some money being spent, and there's some influence, and there is some pressure maybe to say, hey, you might want to just keep this within the good old U.S. of A. for this year. I I could be wrong, I like I could be wrong about the whole thing, but yeah, it no, no Vancouver. I, I uh, you know it, it. One day, one day we will possibly even get a mania. I mean, granted they did do that one survive or Survivor Series, uh, SummerSlam over in the UK, but that was it. Ninety two, absolutely. I, yep, I mean it, it's destined to uh, destined to happen. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be in Vince's lifetime, but there's a possibly in the future. What whatever kind of future there is, it'll it it should happen. It it should. We just got to wait and see and live it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you enjoyed this kind of off the beaten path show that we were able to produce for you this week. Uh, trying to lighten up the mood from other weeks, or at least from this week, I should say, because goddamn, this has been a damn dumpster fire. It has. Yeah. And we're just trying to make light. Uh, we, uh, we did a double show yesterday, which is now currently up. And if you uh, want to go back and hear our thoughts and opinions, just go back uh, to YouTube and type in the Atomic Drop Show and you can be taken there or it's already downloaded on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well. Just type in the Atomic Drop Show. We are there. We are live and we are direct every single Thursday night and you can follow us on all kinds of social media at the Atomic Drop Show. Facebook, YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this right now, uh, Instagram, you can follow uh you can follow me personally on Twitter and uh just all forms of social media as well. Um we're everywhere and we're still growing and thank you for taking the time to join us and uh we hope that you will continue to support us in the near future as, as we navigate this weird, weird, weird landscape. Absolutely. Uh but until then just know that we are your captain. And we will be more than happy to steer that uh, rough water ship as best as we humanly can with jokes, laughter, and just complete nonsense. All the Jerry Lawler jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't get it twisted. It, it, so many. Uh, husk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we doing here? What, what, what are we doing here? All right. For Kyle Cruz, this is Just In Time, and we will see you in seven. Just in time.